What's up? It's Conan Kruger time. That's Larry Kruger. I'm Grant Cohn. First time I've seen this guy or talked to him since the draft went down. So I want to start the show right there. Larry, right out the gate. Favorite draft pick. Hit me with it. Best draft pick. Jair Brown, and it ain't close. Um, Jair Brown. I mean, I love Jair Brown. I mocked him to the Niners a bunch of times. I did videos on him before the draft. You know, to me, Grant, this guy's physically what you want, and then also he's what you want work ethic-wise. He's what you want character-wise. The Niners had two needs in that secondary. They needed to replace the guys they lost, but they really need to replace the people they lost because Mosley's a, a leader and Jimmy's an alpha, and they lost a lot on the back end losing those guys. I think that's been diminished. Um, you know, people haven't talked about enough about that. And this guy is a culture kind of a guy. This guy probably going to move Tayshawn Gibson to the bench. Um, I think this guy would have been a second round pick if he had run better than a four six five at the in the uh, workout. And, and I'll say this: I don't care about that four six five. I've watched so much film on this guy; um, it doesn't matter to me. He he plays fast enough. He played in a major conference, defensive MVP of the Rose Bowl. That day, he had eight tackles, one and a half sacks. He had an interception. The guy's got ball skills. He can cover the deep middle in the cover three that where you got to cover a ton of blades of grass, and then you can put him in the box, and he'll he'll hit you like a linebacker. So, no doubt, Jair Brown. I like Jair Brown a lot. I'm not sure that they're going to start him right away because Deshaun Gibson was so good last year. Brown's going to have to really bring it this offseason to take that man's job, and he might. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, he's definitely the future at that position. I loved to, I'm going to, I can't pick. I love Darrell Luter Jr. Yeah. I love that pick. To me, that's Emmanuel Mosley too. Like they, they found a replacement for Emmanuel Mosley. Very similar, maybe a, a, a little bit bigger. Um, I think a similar mentality in terms of how they hit. Cause Emmanuel Mosley is not scared of anyone. He is not a scared of anyone. A scared is the word. So I, I like that pick a lot. And then also D winners. To me, that's another one that's really good. And I think he actually might start right away. He's competing with like Marcelino McCreary Ball and Oren Burks. I think he might start week one. So I love those three on defense, the safety, the corner, the, the linebacker. Those look like guys who could be three down starters for years to come. Yeah, I, I actually think Luter's going to beat out Lenore. I really do. I think I think Luter will beat out Lenore and stops it, start opposite Charvarius, I like Lenore, and he came on last year. Uh, I saw he yeah. switched his number to number two. I thought at, at times Lenore was better than Charvarius at the end of the year, to be totally frank about it. But I, Luter's what you're looking for. Really long arms, really tough, really mature, great athlete, 40-inch vertical, you know, sub-4-5 speed, big yeah. body, plays bigger. Yeah. You know, he's six feet, Grant, but if he's got ridiculous long arms. I would yeah. say he plays like a six-two corner. So that, I, I and they got him in that, round five. If, yeah. if they gotten him in round three with those with those traits, I'd say, hey, great pick. Round if you five, want to nice. say where where they most improved, it's right here. It's right here in yeah. the secondary. Absolutely. The addition of Wilkes, he's yeah. got a good eye for it. He, I bet you, he's got as good an eye for personnel in the secondary since Ray Rhodes. As anyone. The best, as well, anyone. the best the yeah. Niners have had since Ray Rhodes. And not only did they get Luter yeah. and they got good Jair. Point. But they got this kid after the draft, Deshaun Jameson, and Jameson yep. is the truth. I mean, I loved him at Texas. Is he the one from Texas? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he's a dynamic return guy, but he's also okay. uh, he's a smallish corner. But man, he's tough. He's physical. He's experienced. I, I think J uh, Jameson was a steal. Also, the Niners are the linebacker factory of the NFL. Johnny Holland doesn't get enough credit. He is a just top notch. A++ linebacker coach in every sense of the word. Battled cancer, came back. Huge assets to the franchise. And he handpicked D. Winters. Like, pff, that guy's going to be... I can't wait to watch him play. Winters is awesome. I mean, he, he's, yeah. he flies around. He makes plays. He's, he's the new breed of uh, NFL linebacker. They're 4-5. They're like safeties. And Undersized. I'll say, don't sleep on the kid from Purdue either. Jalen Graham. Okay. Tell me um, something about him. Well, he's rangy. He's 220 okay. pounds. But if you watch the Tall. film, he's he, he does it all. He, he, he can play in the base. He can play at strong side backer if you had to have him there. He can play. He's a stacked backer. I think he, you know, he's going to play on special teams to start. All I'll say is 
that, you know, they're going to keep six and the intent, the battles are going to be intense. And all I, all I would say is Demetrius Flanagan fouls, you better show up ready to play this summer or you're not going to have a gig because right. Warner, Marcelino Warner, McCrary ball. Yeah. Marcelino's going to show up and play. And yeah, you, you got Warner and you got Greenlaw. Burks is a really good special teamer. Curtis Robinson is a very good special team. Yes, he is. And then, yes, so is. you've got two really good special team backers and it's going to be hard to not, you know, give them their spots. You got two difference makers in Greenlaw yeah. and Warner. And now you yeah. got two young buck linebacker three really with McCrary ball who can right. all fly around and make plays. I would be shocked if, if Flanagan fouls makes this team. I, I think his, I'm with I you. think he's going to have a hard time making it. RLB two E S Q, which just rolls off the tongue is a member. <laughs> so thank you very much. Um, real quick. Fish and Chips says, Grant, don't show respect to crew to gain clicks. Don't show disrespect to crew to gain clicks. Why, when did I disrespect Kruger? <laughs> What's going on here? And I don't think that's a good way to gain clicks. Kruger did very well in that tournament. I mean, I took him out by like three votes. Connor Lambert says, well, actually, how good it was, was... It was 33 votes because I voted... It was voted like 33 30. votes. Yeah. No, I, no, no. Well, then it was 63 votes because I voted 30 you times voted. for myself. Fair enough. There's no rule against it. it it's not cheating if you ain't trying. I got trying. carpal tunnel to this day. I mean, uh... <laughs> good for you. Colin Lambert says, how good will Moody need to be in year one to earn his draft spot? Evan McPherson has an 84% field goal rate with a long of 59 yards. How good does he need to be? He needs to be good. He needs to be good. I mean, he needs he's going to make it, though, don't, don't you think? I mean, you invested a third round pick. You look like awful. If you First of all, you already he look awful. Now yeah. you look, you know, awful, awfuler. Uh, <laughs> well, well let's get it right away right awful. now. Larry, what was the worst pick the Niners made in this draft? Um, you know, until it's hard, Grant, because it's easy to say the kicker, right? Because you can't take a kicker that high. Why? Yeah. Roberto Aguayo was taken in the second round. He lasted one year in the league. Most mm -hmm. teams find their kickers in the seventh round. Carlson's brother from the Carlson from the Raiders, his brother went to the Packers in like the seventh round. The third round was way too freaking early to take a kicker, but I won't say the kicker because the end of the day, I thought the kid Fisher that they got after the draft was projected to go in the third round. He yeah. went after the draft. So to me, it doesn't really matter where you take the guy. And also this kicker is supposed to be really good. Like he's got a strong he's leg. He can he's kick four from for distance. Four he's clutch. If it all translates, he he has a legit skill set. I mean, I don't know that much about kickers, but it's not like he's Robbie Gould where like he can't really kick outside of 45 yards and he can't kick touchbacks. Like he's supposed to be an upgrade if it all translates. If he doesn't buckle under the pressure of being an NFL player like Roberto Aguayo did, I don't know. So uh, theoretically, it could work out if he's good. I think you, Which he's supposed just, to be is. You just hit on it there. The, the most important yeah. part is the mental part of it. It's, it's a, a big mental part of it. And so, yeah. Um, that And, and these that, are the I 49ers. I mean, right. it's a, it's a team with all here. kind of media attention. Like, if you miss yeah. a couple kicks, everyone's going to let you hear about it. Like, if you were that poor guy on the freaking Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. Maher. Uh, yeah. No, but I, 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 like, I, I like the moody pick from the standpoint of we have very high expectations here for the kicker. We just had a kicker right. that never missed in the playoffs. Now right. at least you're getting a guy whose nickname is Money, who Harbaugh, who knows a lot right. about special teams. He, called, he hired Brad Seeley as a special team coach, who's one of the best. Um, said he's the best kicker in Michigan history and that Brad Seeley's he was really super good. gutty. Yeah, and Brad, Brad Seeley's really a, good. He used to be the Niners uh, special teams coach when he's really good. And Moody hit four for four in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, he he hit money kicks. The other thing I like about Moody is he kicked it in cold weather. It's yeah. it's hard in the Big Ten to make kicks in November and December. It's true. And uh, there are no domes, and everything's freezing, and there's all kinds of you know wind and terrible weather. Yeah. So I, I don't. To me, so I don't if he's as pick. advertised, it's a fair. It's a just a, a fair pick. So what is the worst pick? The worst pick, I think, is Latu. The, I think uh, so, too. The tight end. I think end. so, too. There, I think so too. I, you know, I watched him. He's an athlete. There's no question. And there's upside potential there. But, right. man, He's new there to the were position. so many guys on the board. There were right. so many. Freeland was yeah. there. I think you had yeah. all kinds of guys that you could have gone with that I thought were way higher value. That was a very disappointing pick. I mean, just to give you an idea. So, in the fourth round, 
the no Northwestern kid who just was awesome at the senior bowl out of Tamawa at a bar who's 280 mm. pounds and just lightning fast. You can't use that guy in your defensive line. Uh, Roshan Johnson is, you know, is a running back granted, but he is a, he's a freaking leader. He's tough. Uh, that would have been a great addition. Uh, if they wanted Jake Hayner, they could have had him. I mean, they wanted the kid that showed up at their pro day from San Jose state. Junior Fajoko, who's an edge rusher, who's got a crazy motor. He was the defensive player of the year in his conference. He was there. Blake Freeland from BYU was there. Nick Saldaveri um, was there from Old Dominion. Saldaveri. Kayle Ringo, who the Eagles traded yeah. up in the fourth round a couple of picks later. A DeJuan Jones. Size. Uh, Ja'Korian Bennett, the corner yeah. from Maryland, was there. I mean, they're just yeah. Daywan Jones, who Mel Kuyper had as his best yeah. offensive lineman, the 6'8", 380-pound yeah. Buckeyes tackle was there. Yeah, um, redshirt they, him a year, re remake his body, let him help him lose 30, 40 pounds. I mean, there were some guys there. There, there were some guys. Jamie Robinson, the other safety yeah. from Fres from Florida State, he's a stud. He was sitting right there. I mean, yeah. you just they had a lot of options. Uh, Nick Hampton, the edge rusher from Appalachian yeah. State. I mean, there's just a lot of guys. There were a lot of guys. Catrell Clark was a slot corner that I really liked. From Louisville, mm -hmm. he went to the Cardinals later on. But there were just better guys than Latu. But I will say this: like um, starters, yeah. And I thought starters. there were better tight ends, even. Yeah. Um, Ooh. I didn't. Who? I just. Well, I mean, Payne Durham was there for okay. sure. I mean, even the second tight end the Niners got. That's what I'm thinking. Is, is he not better than Latu? Yeah. yeah I well, agree. I think he's a better receiver, and I think yeah, he's he a better athlete. Agree. Uh, like, the thing with Latu is he's new to the position, and there is upside there. But he ran a yeah. four seven eight. A four seven eight, like that's slower than Jawan Jennings. His ten yard split is one six six. That's like Matt Ryan. I, I don't. What is the upside with with a, an athlete who's that sluggish? I don't see. Well, my thing is, I couldn't. I watched film on him for twenty minutes. I couldn't discern what the strength was. Like, is he? It, 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 to me, if there's yeah. anything that I saw, is that you know, Dwelly, you put him in the game, everybody knows he's He'll a non blocker, but he's a He'll receiver. Yeah, where sometimes you have guys that are on the field, and they're non. Charlie Warner, I think, is a non-receiver, but they have like a call. He's a card. blocker. Yeah, right. exactly. This, this one guy, thing is the reason you're in the league. This guy yeah. could do at both, but is he strong at either? I'll say this: I don't want to rip him too much because there's a lot of guys that show up. And I mean, they made the Niners took two guys, one from Bama, lot two, the other from Georgia, Beal, yeah. who you know weren't really great on their team, True. but flashed. You know, yeah. if you watch Latu in the Tennessee game, he looked good. If you watch right. Beal in the national right. semi, he looked good. He looked good. Uh, he yeah, got a exactly. nice sack in the national championship game. But the difference is that Beal was a late fifth, and, you know, Latu's a late third. It's a difference. So we're looking at Latu. It's not uh, – Cam, if you're watching, it's not personal. What we're talking about right now is Kyle and John. Like, you – you, they took you in the third round. They took Latu in the third round. That's a, that's a that's a reach. So it's nothing against him. He he still might be a better prospect than Robert Beal. He might have more potential than Robert Beal. But we're looking at Beal as like, hey, what a what a value, what a place to get someone with traits who hasn't really proven anything. You know what I mean? Someone who might improve. Like that's where you draft that guy. That's where you draft Latu round five. They drafted Kittle in round five, and Kittle had. He, he ran a 4-5. He was extremely explosive. Also, one more thing. They're saying they can develop Latu. The man who developed Kittle was John Embry, who played tight end in the NFL and was a longtime tight end coach and now works for the Miami Dolphins. The, the, the tight end coach now on the Niners is Brian Fleury, who never played tight end. He was a quarterback at Towson. And uh, his first year coaching tight ends was last year. So I don't, he, just, I, he doesn't have the chops or pedigree necessarily to do that. We'll see what happens. I mean, the Niners got fired, Embry, I believe, who played played tight end himself at Colorado. Insane. Um, Insane. You know, I, I'm, I'm okay with the as far as, you know, this coach versus that coach. There's sometimes stories there. There's sometimes information that's not privy to us. I won't come to – and there are people that move around from position to position. But What happened, he was the assistant head coach, which comes with a lot of more money. I think they wanted to take the title away from him and give it to Anthony Lynn, and that would come with like a 60% pay decrease. And, you know, if someone did that to me, I'd say, screw you, I'm going to Miami, where he became the assistant head coach. I think it's money. I think I don't. Yeah. I, he's a good coach. But as far as Latu, uh, the one thing that does stand out, he's, he's definitely really athletic. I mean, you can see he's, he's an athletic guy. But to me, it just always looked like he was going like 75%. Like his routes, 
you see guys, I mean, like go watch Braden Willis and the, and the intensity of with which he runs yeah. his routes. And he's a shorter guy, smaller guy, a little bit more athletic, a little less powerful. And then look at Latu and tell me what percentage you think Latu's going at. I would say to me, he looked like he was going at 75%. So maybe he's, his play speed can be improved. Um, the, he's clearly athletic and strong. I, it's just a matter of, can they develop him? You know, we'll see. I mean, I, to me that there was clearly better players on the board, um, that I agree. I would agree that that seemed like a reach. I can't wait to go to training camp, me and you and watch one-on-ones. I'm going to be fit. Oh, I know. Laser focused on tight ends against safeties this year, because it'll be very interesting. You'll have Kittle out there. You'll have Dwelly out there. Those guys don't lose reps in that. They don't lose. And now you got Latu and Willis. Who's going to step up and assert themselves in that drill? Because if you can't win in that drill, it means you probably can't beat man-to-man coverage, and you're probably just a blocker. And that's Charlie Warner. That's um, oh, we'll see. I, I don't know. Is that is that Latu? Is that I don't think it's Willis. I think Willis is going to win in that in that drill. But I don't know about Latu. We'll see. I love. I, I kind of like the uh, the pick of Willis as far as I love his ball skills. I mean, he he goes after it kind of like a receiver. I mean, I, yeah. to me, Braden Willis gets was a nice pickup. And I like how Braden Willis was like, 31 teams are going to regret passing on me. You know I mean? I like guys who come in with a chip on their shoulder because that's what it takes. Yeah. Who was the last guy that did that, though? Uh, Larry O'Neal Jr. on the Niners. He like. He was remember he was a practice oh, squad uh, guy, undrafted free agent. I forget his name. About, uh, Leon O'Neill. Leon, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and M. And he said he was going to make the team. He was like team. the first guy cut. He was like, <laughs> man, you probably shouldn't talk that. Because I think the way the Niners think is like, hey, we're a veteran team. You're you're a kid. You're not coming on this team and taking someone's job without earning it. So why don't you put your head down and work? I think that's how the Niners think. Well, it's also just a, a, a realization to a lot of uh, college safeties. Dude, you could light it up in College Station, but in the NFL, it is a coverage game. And if True. you can't cover, you're gone. You're you either know? a linebacker or you're even if you're a linebacker. Even if you you're a linebacker, cover. they're all fast. You still got to I mean, cover. The, the guy, the Niners, that Winters are... Um, uh, Winters four, four. and Graham, those guys are you know really fast. Yeah. I think Graham's 4-6. I think Winters is 4-4. Four, four. That's right. That's right. Fish and Chips says, Larry got disrespect from other content creators. Well, you know, we all be throwing shade at each other from time to time on Twitter. It happens. But yeah. then we all end up making up and, and working together at the end of the day. To me, looter tackles like a out. pencil. Yeah, good. To me, looter tackles like a pencil. Is that true? Hey, that's not good if that's the case. I thought he was supposed to be a strong tackler. I'll no, I think, he, I, think he, I think he's strong. To me, he's got long okay. arms. He's strong. I mean, first of all, no, the corners are there to mirror yeah. excellent athlete wide receivers up and down the field. The yeah. tackling is secondary in my Bonus. Opinion. Yeah. LeBorn, Elijah Mitchell 2.0, preach Austin Rodriguez. Let's talk about that. Which undrafted free agent is most likely to make the 53-man roster this year? Like, who is this year's Jordan Mason, in your opinion? Or Brock, you mean? Uh, yeah. Brock was drafted. He was drafted. Barely. 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 All I'll say is Jamison Crowder... I mean, Jameson, uh, Jameson, or crowd, uh, Deshaun, Deshaun Jameson. Jameson, Deshaun Jameson, yes, Deshaun Jameson, Deshaun Jameson, um, is an incredible return guy and, and, and a, and a really, really great undrafted free agent. Uh, I love that pick. I mean, go watch his, you go watch his highlight reel. It's unbelievable. Uh, my buddy who, who lives in Austin says, man, Jameson's big time. So he was, a, he played a lot of football there. Um, he's going to be a good return guy. He's going to be a, he, I, to me, there's no question he's going to make the team. So I, I think he, I, I like, I like Deshaun Jamison quite a bit. I also d- have already done a video on Joey Fisher. My mm. question with Joey Fisher is what does he look like in camp against, and I, the, his arms are a little short. And other than that, I would say he's an ideal right tackle. He's big, he's strong, he's athletic, he's tenacious. He's looking to pancake your ass. But mm-hmm. um, he's got short arms, and that's that's a not a that's not a, like a oh just by the way, in in pro football that means a ton. It's a big so, deal. I mean, yeah. they're even short for a guard. Yeah, like he he's got like arms center. that like it'd be better if he'd be just be a center and like uh, he played tackle. So to me, like they they gave him a lot of money. I think he's their their priority free agent. But at the same time, he is a project because ideally you move him to center. Like if if he could snap, he'd be the center. 
that you would develop while Jake Brendel holds it down. And I don't know if he can snap and maybe he's a guard, but I think hopefully they just gave him that much money and they're like, dude, just please accept being on the practice. But it, I, don't, I don't know, like, is, is some team going to poach him from the Niners and put him on their 53? I think they could probably sneak him on their practice squad and develop him for a while, which might be the best thing for him. I don't know. Yeah, we're. I mean, we're we're gonna see in camp on on a couple guys. I thought one of the interesting uh, comments from Lynch was how he talked up Matt Pryor. I mean, clearly they didn't go tackle because between Colton McKivitt, Spencer Burford, Nick Sakel, Jalen yeah. Moore, uh, Matt Pryor, um, maybe this guy Fisher, they feel like they've got options. So yeah. I, and I don't even yeah. think they'll spend money on a tackle going forward. If anything. And I don't know if you got this out of out of their comments, but uh, Feliciano Grant is a starter. He's always been a starter. I mean, if he's not starting, I, you're probably not going to be too happy here. So he's not what's a good he, starter. Well, he's been he, at times he's okay. he's been decent. He's a guy you uh, want to replace. <laughs> I mean, I, I think he's a wide-bodied guy who's good, pretty good. Yeah, at least he's a tough. He's a good, ah. tough interior guy. He could play center, play guard. Sure. Um, He's a great I, backup because he can play all those things. But ideally, you'd like Spencer Burford to take the next step, right? Well, but is Burford a tackle? That's my question. Are they going to kick Burford? Are we going to show up in, in uh, Santa Clara this summer and the depth chart's going to come out and it's going to be Burford at tackle? I don't I think so. I think they're telling the truth about how they feel about McKivitz. I think they really like McKivitz. You know, like last year where they kept saying they like Brendel and we were like, they're lying. They can't honestly like Brendel. I think they're be like... We keep telling you we, we like Colton McKivitz. Yeah. So I think he's going to get the first shot. And and if and frankly, they're probably going to win a lot of regular season games with Colton McKivitz. And they're going to say, see? And But we're going to be like, okay, but like, what's going to happen in the fourth quarter and you know, of the NFC Championship game if you make it that far? Because every time they make it that far, the right side of their offensive line caves in. It's, in my- the only thing about McKivitz is he won't whiz down his leg. He won't. That's right. He, he, That's right. He's, he's not going to. The moment's not going to be too big. He's not going to be like, nope. oh, oh, no. Nope. He, he'll, he's going to play. He's a tough kid from West Virginia who just plays. Tougher than, McK- M- than McGlinchey. Not better than McGlinchey, but probably more mentally strong than McGlinchey. Is Maybe a better pass say. protector than McGlinchey. Possible. Corey Soto says, can't grade a draft for years, but unless the replacements for key roles are already on the roster, this draft was kind of met or, uh, or except Brown bad. Um. I like Luter. I like Winters. I feel like they know what they're doing on defense. They added some stuff on special teams. But my question is about the offense. Willis equals Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker ran like a 4-4 at 240 pounds. Delaney Walker was a freak. I don't know. People don't remember. Yeah, he was a great Absolute athlete. freak. Just an absolute freak. But Willis may have better hands than Delaney yeah. Walker. It took Delaney like 10 years to get that down. The one, the, the, the pick, okay, the pick I didn't understand outside of Latu was Ronnie Bell. I mean, there were other guys there. There were a lot of other guys, and Ronnie Bell isn't going to make this team. How, how's Ronnie? How, who's how's Ronnie Bell making this team? I mean, I mean, the, look how many receivers they have. I mean, the, it's a two hundred and fifty third pick you, in the draft. Yeah, but I'm I mean, not that mad about there it. was there was no defensive end that you wanted to have. There was no uh, offensive lineman. <laughs> offensive lineman that you thought. I mean, McClendon. Curtis, yeah, that's kind of I fair, was, right? He was yeah. sitting right there. The Raiders got him as an undrafted free agent. Yeah. Um, there were, there were a lot of guys There were, and then to me, the 49ers, if they were game this week would be in, in trouble. I think they have other needs, uh, that they didn't address. So I would have gone, I would have gone with an edge rusher in that last pick instead of Ronnie, or I would have gone with an edge rusher instead of Ronnie Bell. Fair enough. Let me ask you a question. Niners this off season, they added Javon Hargrave. They added, uh, Isaiah Oliver. They added Jake Moody, um, did they improve their offense? They lost Mike McGlinchey and replaced him with his backup. They let um, Jimmy Garoppolo go and replaced him with someone younger and cheaper, but not necessarily better. Same with McGlinchey. McKivitz is younger, cheaper, not necessarily better. Um, added two tight ends in the draft. And Ronnie Bell. Is the offense better? Um, well, they also lost I mean- Daniel Brunskill. Is, is I mean, first of all, it's a lot about the quarterback. I mean, the off the so much about the offense is about the quarterback. Who's going to play quarterback? I mean, is Trey going to make it to week one? Is Darnold actually as good as they they're talking him up, or is he the guy that we all think can't do it? And then um, 
And and then is Brock, you know, forever diminished? I mean, to me, it seems like a major portion of the Niners' future will be determined in six weeks when Brock Purdy starts to throw, and we have a feeling if he's ready to roll or not. And if he's not ready to roll, now you're leaning on Trey Lance, who's inexperienced, or and hoping that he develops, and maybe he will, or Darnold, who who Kyle Shanahan describes as a quarterback that I'm not familiar with. Um, I don't know. I mean, I would say they're going to make incremental improvement in at wide receiver, they've got a little a little deeper at wide receiver. Um, they're a little bit deeper on the offensive line, even though they lose McGlinchey. I'm not I'm not sure that McGlinchey to McKivitz is even a downgrade, really. I I, I they're just different. Uh, they're a little deeper at 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 tight end. Um, they should be better at quarterback with the improvement of both of the young guys, or maybe all three young guys. Should be a little deeper at running back. Yeah, I would say. I would say they're about net neutral. I bet you that they're not better, but they're not worse. See, the way I see it is I think the quarterback room got a little worse. I mean, you had Brock last year. You had Trey last year. They're both coming off serious injuries, and now you're replacing Jimmy Garoppolo who's with someone just cheaper um, who, who might be better than him. But I think you took a step back at quarterback. Unless, unless Brock or, or someone just asserts themselves, themselves himself, as a franchise quarterback and you no longer care about the room, it's just the quarterback. Until you have a franchise guy and it's the room, I think the room took a step back until someone Brock takes a step is, forward. You think Brock – I think Brock – unless Brock's diminished, Brock's better – this is my reasoning. Unless Brock's diminished, Brock's better than Jimmy. Trey's got to be better this year than last year. And just because of to. experience – Well, doesn't have to. I, unless, we'll he, see. unless you think Burton's the ankle, on him. You think the ankle's diminished? See, to me, uh, the, there's no I, brainer. He's getting better because he's just getting better. He, a kid who didn't spent, play, he spent at six all. months rehabbing an ankle, not working on throwing. He needs to work know, on throwing. I, don't you think there's mental reps in this? In this, uh, in we'll this? see. I, we'll see. I, I'm not counting on it. I'm not counting against it, but I, we'll see. I don't know the what arrow Trey's going to be. In my opinion, I don't think he improved at all from one. Up. I don't think he improved at all from year one to year two. So I'm not assuming that he's going to improve from year two to year three, That's considering fair. he didn't. Yeah, I'm not assuming that. That's fair, but I mean, I would yeah. just I would assume that almost all players do improve w- early in their career as they're more in the system. So I would say he's going to know the system better. He's theoretically going to have another camp to establish a rapport with his receivers. Maybe. I, I I think the like to me, if you said Jimmy last year, Brock with what we knew, Sudfeld and Lance versus. The room they have now, where Brock's ascended to the top spot, Trey's another I mean, year more experienced, and you have Sam Purdy, Darnold. Purdy there. didn't. Purdy was pre UCL tear back then. Trey Lance was pre ankle break back then. I like the quarterback room better last year, and then at offensive line, I think it's objectively worse. You lost McGlinchey. You lost Brunskill. They both got multi year deals, and you replaced them with McGlinchey's backup, Matt Pryor on a one year deal for the vet minimum, Feliciano on a one year deal. I mean. He, I, I think he's got worse there. Now, now maybe Burford gets better, Banks gets better, Brendel gets better. That could Z- all happen. Zakel supposedly that had a could great all option. happen for sure, for sure. Tight end room got better. Running back room, I mean, that's always improving. They, they all, the, it's always improving for sure. Wide end room, wide receiver room, the same. So I, we'll see. I guess a lot depends on that offensive line that they didn't address, other than Matt Pryor and John Feliciano. That's amazing to me. And Zakel supposedly had a great offseason. Um, and um, they need Zakel to be the new Burford. Brunskill. They well, need Zakel to be the new Brunskill for sure. Yeah. Or, yeah. or you know, maybe is Zakel possibly? I got to check the arm length on Zakel. Maybe Zakel. 32 and three quarter, 32 and three quarter inch. A little bit shorter than you'd like, but it's like a quarter inch shorter than, than McKivitz. And he's a better athlete than McKivitz. Yeah, I did I like, ask John you know, Lynch at the pre-draft thing. I was like, hey, are you thinking about Zakel at, at, at tackle? And he was like, yep. yeah, we think he could play all five, is what he said. Which so, is nice. We'll see. That's nice That's on nice. game day. And that was Brunskill's yeah. thing, right? Yeah, Brunskill was def- yeah. Brunskill was the smartest guy in the room, too. My God, right. I, did, I did interviews with Brunskill last year, and I was like, whoa, this guy's easily the smartest guy That's on the Zakel entire too. team. I mean, it's amazing. That's Zakel, too. Have you talked to Zakel? Yeah. And Zakel, He's super smart. What I like about Zakel more is Zakel is tough. And yeah. super smart Fordham kid, but like when you watched him two hand shiver guys in practice, I mean this guy, this guy's strong in the upper body. I think Zakel might be the right tackle long term. Th- that's actually, I think that would be 
the best case scenario because I'm look. Let me look. Let me pull up his pro day real quick. No, his combine. He was at the combine. He ran a five one at three hundred and sixteen pounds. He's six six three sixteen. Runs a five one. Like yes, please Smart get him on the damn field. Like Smart, no one. Tough, yes, McKivis doesn't have traits like that. Like Joey Fisher. God love him. Like he's way smaller than than Nick Zakella. Get him on the freaking field, please. I would love well, to see Nick Zakella at right tackle. I will say this, though. I did an interview with Trent Williams last year when he talked about uh, Colt McKivitz, and it's like he just has total respect for McKivitz. And, I, I, you know, I, it's hard because I like McKivitz. You know, I like talking to McKivitz. But I, I actually think, you know, and Lynch brought it up, he was given that gold hel- helmet designation. Now, it's odd that he brought it up because he should have also brought up, in addition, we waived him because they did waive him at one time. Uh-huh. So there's that going on too, but um, you know that you know we'll all conveniently forget that and just just acknowledge that McKivitz is really solid. They don't have a do- let's be honest, they don't have a dominator at right tackle size wise. I guess Pryor could be right because he's what six seven three thirty, and I haven't I haven't studied him a whole lot. Um, I kind of think of him as the swing tackle, but to me it's a lot about Burford. It's like if Burford gets his gets his foot feet a little quicker, maybe Burford's your right tackle. He was a very good right tackle blocking for Sincere McCormick a couple of years ago at, at Texas San Antonio. I mean, I know the NFL's a far difference between that level and it's Texas possible. San Antonio. But he's an I mean, I mean look, it's possible because like they're they're projecting a lot on McKivitz. He played 70 snaps last year and the 68 snaps the year before that. Or maybe those are the Hold on. Let me make sure. Let me get that right. And then he to ask 60, him to play the full 68 season. last year. He played 68 last year and 70 the year before that. You don't know if he can hold up for a whole year. What no. if he's the kind of girl, guy that plays four games and gets hurt in the fifth? You don't know. So they, they really, yeah, man, it better be Zakel, Burford. They got, it can't be Matt Pryor. He's, he's on his, what, third team in three years? I don't think it's Matt Pryor. I, I, I would mean. say no, too. If you had me guess, I would say that it's going to be a competition between Jalen Moore, who we know we, nobody ever talks Jaylen about Jalen Moore. Moore. He's there in the They always room. say they want to play him at guard, but they never get him to guard. I actually thought two years ago in camp he looked good at left tackle, and then suddenly it's like his, his whole star is diminished. But I like Jalen Moore, I like McKivitz, and I really like this Joey Fisher kid. I, to me, I'm eager to see if Fisher what Fisher looks like when they start practicing. Um, because he's got a lot of things that you like. I mean, this guy is nasty. They they haven't had a real offensive lineman like this who who just buries people and throws them down. Um, At least if you watch his film, Grant, it's Division II, and it's a West Virginia Division II school, so he's going up against guys who are going to be, you know, plumbers and doctors and teachers, and they're not going to play in the NFL. But the film is crazy. The guy is just throwing people around. I want to see him in preseason because a lot of that stuff doesn't really show in training camp. It's a lot of like seven on seven kind of stuff or like 11 on 11 where no one touches the quarterback and he's doing those one-on-ones where it's pass protection stuff in preseason. We'll actually get to see him run block and get out uh, in space. I want to see what that looks like because he's supposed to be nasty. I got a buddy who was down in Carson for the NFL collegiate bowl, PA collegiate bowl at the right around the super bowl. And he said that this guy just kicked ass in the practices. He looked phenomenal. And then he got invited to the Senior Bowl because he played well in that game. And then he breaks mm. his hand that week. And he went to the Senior Bowl, did all the measurements and the interviews and met people, but didn't play. Then didn't get invited to the Combine. Then has the fastest 40 and the most reps on the bench. So there's some things to like, but he is a little short-armed, and that's a concern. You said something earlier that was interesting. You said... um Truthfully, it's not that big of a downgrade from McGlinchey to McKivitz. That's probably true. That being said, McGlinchey just got a bajillion dollars on the open market and McKivitz didn't. But I think you're right. Um, it is, I think, somewhat of a downgrade, but not that much. And I think what the Niners learned is that McGlinchey, you say what you want about him, but he's not a first-round pick. If they had taken him in round five, no one would have a problem with what he gave the team, or even round three. But at round one, he was like, just not good enough. And I think if that's a skill set, just take guys in round five, six, and seven and put them in there and just lower the expectations. Like, no one's going to be mad at Colton McKivitz if he's not that good because he's Colton McKivitz. If he is good, it's going to be like the greatest story ever. There's less pressure on him. They got, you know, into the NFC Championship game with Tom Compton when McGlinchey went down. 
I think McGlinchey was a was a really good offensive lineman as a run blocker, but he had a real issue. He he was heavy footed, long limbed, yeah. and at six nine or whatever he is, six eight. Yeah. Um, he had a really hard time kicking out in his yeah. pass protection against the speed rushers. So to do that, he literally had to like be off balance Jump. and hurl yeah. himself out there. And then the better guys like Parsons would give him that right hand club and yeah. just club him. And he and that's why we kept seeing him like literally airborne. getting airborne. Yeah, because he's already going that way and you're yeah. knocking him with your arm. It doesn't take that much force. You just it, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. His one weakness, that inability to kick out against the best speed rushers made his game, his pass protection game just come apart. Also, I feel like his run blocking isn't the same. Uh, it was much better before he tore his quad, whatever, tended muscle thing. Um, he used to be a tremendous run blocker, but now I feel like all the Niners' big runs go to the left. And I think that's another reason they didn't bring him back. It's like, we don't even run right that well anymore. What's the point? Yeah. I mean, the, 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 mess, the, the moral of the story is don't draft right tackles in the top 10 picks in the first round. Don't. Now Lane Johnson's a right tackle, but he he's like in name only. You know he, he can play on an island over there. You don't have to help him at all. You can have open formations. He's a tremendous asset. He just happens to play on the right. McGlinchey is like a true right tackle. He needs help. He needs a tight end chip. He needs a running back chip. Like he is a run blocking um, specialist. You can't draft a run blocking specialist in the top ten. That guy's got to be a great pass protector, no matter what side he's playing on. Tristan Lane, Lane, Lane Johnson, by the way, I mean, the only offensive lineman in the history of football that's allowed to false start, and then we just pat him that's on the back. That's true. What the hell was that? No, 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 guys, no, he, that's not a false start. I know it looks like What the like hell was that? No, like he's moving a second and a half before everybody else, but he's just got awesome anticipation, man. He's not, he's not, it's not false. He's just, he's that good. Put him in the freaking, seem- can- put him in Canton. The guy's you're allowed to false start. You're allowed to hold if you play offensive line in the NFL these days. I mean, they're I've really helping these guys that. out. It was it's amazing. Like blatant false starts, and, and we had to be explained by Brian Baldinger how, no, no, what you're seeing is not a false start. It's unbelievable quickness. No, it's actually we're slowing it down right now and seeing that it's a false start. Fish and Ships has Jamison Young, A-Watt, chance to make it. A-Watt 2. A-Watt 2. I like A-Watt. A lot of guys. UTEP. Uh, yes, he kind of reminds me of um, Jeff Wilson Jr. I saw someone say, the coach said he reminded him of Michael Hasty. Corey Soto says, we talk as if Purdy is some sure thing Band-Aid, but he's not. We don't know who any of these guys will be. Darnold is most certain, and that's not good. That's true. Well, it's a pretty sober Darnold? thing to say. Did, Eight starts. You Eight think starts. Darnold is the most certain quarterback? Yeah, 55 starts. You know exactly who, you, who, who Sam Darnold is. Yeah, Brock, certain, certain you think struggle. you know. Exactly, and that, and that's what Corey's saying. In the regular season. He said, you know, he's the most certain, and that's not good. I agree. that With Brock, eight starts. Eight starts. With Trey, yeah. four starts. Austin Rodriguez, Eagles draft was ten times better than ours, and if our quarterbacks don't make some magic happen and Shanahan going to Shanny, we're screwed, man. We're going to talk about the Eagles draft and the, and the Seahawks and the Niners. I think that's the big picture stuff Niners fans want to talk about. Yeah. Maurice from Mexico says the Niners are number two in the NFC. They are number two in the NFL. The point is they're always number two. They're the number two type of team. I hate being number two. Bridesmaid. Sucks. Caution doesn't trust rookies unless injury forces them in, says Fish and Chips. That's true. That is true. Burford started all year at right guard. Well, uh, Br- Brunskill missed all of uh, training camp. So Burford got, the, he got those reps because of Brunskill's injury and then did well. Joey Fisher filmed scary. How scary are we talking? The fly scary? The thing scary? Alien one, Aliens 2? Aliens. Justin the Gale says, they say to never look a gift horse in the mouth, but I have to ask, how did they convince Kyle not to draft the running back in round three? They let him draft a tight end instead. And he took Latu. Why does he always reach for, it's always got to be a reach, Kyle's pick. Sermon, Ty Davis Price. Anyway, here's the big news that came out of the draft that kind of got buried because it was on day three, I want to say, but the Niners restructured Christian McCaffrey's contract and created like almost nine ten million dollars of cap space and that's not to sign draft picks they don't have any first round pick this year like they didn't need this this is for something they've yet to do what move do you think is up their sleeve larry better be an edge rusher because that's this team's not good enough without an edge rusher are you going to start cleveland farrell 
You're going to start Austin Bryant. Suddenly Drake Jackson's going from he can't be active to he's your starter. You just Robert lost Beal seven. isn't going to start. Yeah, Robert Beal, who barely made an impact at Georgia. These guys no. are now going to start for you. They need a big-time guy. I don't know if it's a trade for a Montez Sweat or a Chase Young or if it's a if it's a if it's a free agent signing. I will say this. They it sure aligns nicely the free agent market. I mean, there are a lot of premier edge guys still sitting there. You can have Frank Clark if you want him. Uh, you can have um, Leonard Floyd, who I personally think is that would be a great choice. There's Nagakwe, who's had ten sacks a year for basically every year he's been in the league. Uh, there's Jadevian Clowney. You have Jason Pierre-Paul. You've got, you know, there's a number of guys. Uh, if you want to go old school, who's the guy who played for the Ravens this, this last year? Uh, Justin Houston. Oh, yeah. He's out there. Um, you know, you've got, Mel, uh, you've got Melvin Ingram, who's out there. They love their South Carolina guys. He's out there. So, that, I mean, th- there's a bunch of veteran edge rushers that are out there. Unfortunately, despite the fact that we just saw the most you know, one of the best edge rusher drafts in history. Um, they still need an edge rusher. So I, you know, they lost 700 snaps between Ebucom and Amenahue and Jordan Willis. Mm-hmm. And I, I Clellan Farrell's got 10 sacks in four seasons. Austin mm-hmm. Bryant has, is a ro- rotational player strictly. I think mm-hmm. you might be able to say the same thing right now about Drake, though. I think I've mm-hmm. got hope that Drake can, can be a starter, but also is, is Drake an interior rusher or an edge rusher? I thought they thought he was going to be like an Arden key type interior tweener in rusher. That's what I thought. I mean, he's an edge. I think he's an edge rusher with strength who can play inside. Um, and, but he needs to get stronger. I mean, look at the many upper body and look at Drake's it, it's night and day. So, I mean, they lost a lot of talent at defensive end and they didn't really replace it. So um, they've got a couple replacement guys, but they're both, Steps down. I mean, Willis, Amenahue, and Ebukam are better than Austin Bryant, Cleland Farrell, and Robert Beal. Yeah. So they, okay. you, yep. where are they not? You know. So how are you going to make up the difference? You better make yep. it up with a Chase Young. I'd make it up with a Montez Sweat. To me, I would. I'd be even willing to trade a pick in next year's draft for Montez Sweat. This is your Super Bowl window. If the if the Commanders are having cap issues, go steal Montez Sweat. Sweat's been one of the most consistent edge rushers in the game. Probably should have drafted him. You didn't. And um, and now he's potentially out there in a trade. I mean, I, that's the guy that I'd go get. I, I'd rather have him than those free agents, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think they're going to trade for Montez Sweat. It'd be a good move. But I think what they the reason they're doing this is I think they're probably going to sign Yannick Ngakwe or someone like that. Maybe maybe there'll be like a, a bidding war for Yannick Ngakwe. The Niners ultimately will get outbid. But they probably have an offer out to him right now. They probably uh, have a price they can afford, and if he gets more, great for him. But there's going to be someone, I would think, that, they, that they'll sign. I think the, the reason they waited till now is this comp pick thing. They know they yeah. love the comp picks. And if you, if you sign guys before the draft, it affects the comp pick formula. And if you sign after the draft, it doesn't. So signing tomorrow, him now makes all the difference. Tomorrow is the day. Tomorrow's the tomorrow day. is the day. So, yeah. hey, that's good to know. They could sign Yak and Gakwe freaking tomorrow. Or yeah. someone could. I think there's going to be a second wave of free agency that starts now because teams understand these compics are important. If any, and if anybody was trying to push back on you, they shouldn't on this one because here's, here's the bottom line on this. The Niners are not just cognizant of the compensatory formula. They live by it. And that's how they wind up with. They all showed the league the blueprint of how to do it. Like they they're made it a, a trend. Yeah, they're very yeah. disciplined in how their whole they draft this year picks. was comp picks. I, like seventy percent of the draft was comp picks. Right. I mean, yeah. and and they, and, they, and it's great. I mean, they, this is an area where they really. I mean, if they want to say they're ahead of the game, in some ways they are because I don't think people have has been as disciplined as they have been. Um, and they've, they yeah. there's three or four different ways they've shown that discipline. But yeah, I would expect that. That money is earmarked for some edge piece, but it's got to be a starter. They need they right. need a starter. What? Right. There's no reason to go spend eighty million dollars or whatever you spent on Javon mm-hmm, Hargrave, right. and then just have the line slide towards Cleveland Farrell towards exactly. towards Bosa and that side because you got Cleveland Farrell exactly. Your and I'm not That's trying to win Cleveland. I like Cleveland, but. But you, you need a starter. They need a starting caliber defense. They player. will slide the line towards. But if you have Bosa and Hargrave playing next to each other and no real threat opposite them, they're going to slide the line of them and they're going to get. I mean, it's going to be a lot harder 
for Hargrave than it was in Philly. Like they, the whole thing in Philly is that you got five threats at all time on that line, and all it takes is one guy to break through. Like right now, the Niners got two, maybe three if Armstead can get it back and stay healthy. But you need you need a fourth guy. That's what 2019 was, and Cleveland Farrell isn't that. Drake Jackson hasn't proven to be that. Robert Beal won't be that this year. So yeah, I'm I mean, with you. It's got to be someone, and that's why all, I think this is good news that they restructured yeah. McCaffrey. They seem like they're oh, gearing yeah. up. They all could step up. I mean, I'm not saying that they couldn't, especially the younger guys. Like Beal, Beal could step up. Um, you heard uh, Lynch. He said, "Hey, look, you know, he's best at setting the edge and b- burning the edge. He's a true yeah. nine technique. You know, he doesn't want. He can't play coverage. The guy can't backpedal. You know, some guys when they backpedal, they literally fall down, and they're just they're just they're geared to shooting up the field. <laughs> I mean, they nah. said that about Earl Campbell." A guy yep. Earl uh, Earl when he when he backpedals he falls down. Well, we won't ask him to backpedal. Also, if if you're a pass rusher, like who the hell cares about how you go backwards? I want you going toward the quarterback, not away from the quarterback. I I I don't care about that skill set. All right. Well, some defenses wanna, your pass rushers, you know, one guy drops, one guy rushes, and you need to mix it up. But in this wide nine, they don't do that. They shoot up the field. They get they burn the edge. They set the edge against the run, and everything's about. Get north, Larry. south. Larry, Quick. when Vic Fangio was here and he ran a 3-4 with Alden Smith, how much did Alden Smith drop? Yeah, hardly ever. F- no, it didn't. Ha- so I'm just like, who cares? If you rush the quarterback, you're on the freaking field. All right. I- the draft is over. Free agency is over, except for the second wave that's going to start with, the- with basically most of this offseason is over. Basically, most of these rosters are set. Niners made a lot of moves, so do the Eagles and the Seahawks, their main competitors in the NFC. Let's compare the Niners to these teams, starting with the Eagles. Are the Niners better than the Eagles? Eagles beat them in the NFC Championship game. We know this. Here's, for people who don't know, this was the Eagles' offseason. They lost Javon Hargrave, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, TJ Edwards, Marcus Epps, Kazir White, Miles Sanders, Isaac Sumalo. These are all starters, impact players. They added DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, Sidney Brown, all expected to be impact players or starters. What do you think? Are the Niners better than the Eagles? Uh, I, I do think they've closed some of the ground. I do think. I, I don't think, like, the, the Niners are closer to the Eagles today than they were the day they played them in Philly, on paper, uh, because of the flipping of Javon Hargrave. I mean, the Eagles took a huge swing with Jalen Carter. If Jalen Carter, you know, in their culture – gets the most out of his talent, that's a great draft choice. But that's a major question. This guy in the biggest interview of his life basically showed up out of shape, you know? Um, So how accountable is he? How motivated is he? How mature is he? He's got some baggage with some things that have gone on off the field. If, you know, it's, it's always scary. Some guys can, can uh, have issues and it doesn't, they can separate their football from their issues. Other guys don't. So I don't know if Jay, what kind of guy Jalen Carter is. I do know this. You know, if you watched 88 with uh, Georgia, when he was dialed in, he was incredible. And, and if he plays to his potential, they may have upgraded from Javon Hargrave right. to Jalen yeah. Carter. So that has to yeah. be factored in. They have a ton of speed on defense, but I don't know. But, I mean, they're, start, they're projected to start Nicholas Morrow, N'Kobe Dean, and, Dean. and, and Hassan yeah. Reddick. Um, yeah, at linebacker, I and I to me, the Niner linebackers are way, way better. Um, you lose Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. He's a freakishly good player, but then you draft Sidney Brown, who I thought yeah. is one of the most pro-ready safeties in the right. entire draft. Sidney Brown's a terrific player. Yeah. Um, I would say, though, the Niners are have closed that well, gap hold on. a little bit. What about bit. their running backs? They definitely improved a running back, Philly. Well, to go they, from, they, they lost to go Miles from, Sanders. Yeah, but I mean to go from Miles Sanders to DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny, like I think that's a big upgrade. Like, what, what yeah. did Miles Sanders? And they still have Gainwell average. and Boston Scott. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, they're stacked. They yeah, they also have Trey Sermon. You know who's there? We'll see. Yeah, they lost Samalo, but they they drafted uh, Tyler Steen. And they also have who I think is going to probably start their big six six dude played left tackle for Alabama. Probably they also have Cam Jurgens from the last draft. So they, really I think the Eagles are be- still the better team. To I be honest, so I think they're the better yeah. team. They, all, they also they had a really, really good sleeper. draft. 
They did. They had I a mean, really good draft. Getting Swift was a yeah. phenomenal addition too, because you know he hasn't fulfilled his potential. But if he does, and then quarterback room wise, they, you know they they have Hertz and Mariota and Ian Book, and they drafted Tanner McKee. So I mean, I think they're pretty set. I hated McKee, but when they drafted him, I'm like, oh, you think he's Nick Foles, don't you? And I can kind of see it. Like McKee's so slow that almost it's tough to put him under center. He, he takes forever to get away from center. You can't roll him out. But in their offense, just put him in the shotgun, let him stand still and throw RPOs and the occasional deep pass. Like, I mean, it worked for Foles. He, he might be a good backup for them, good third-string quarterback. Yeah, I think the Eagles had a hell of an offseason, a uh, hell of a draft. They yeah. did lose Hargrave, but, like, he's a pass rusher. The Niners need pass rush. Like, Eagles need run defense. And so they have Carter. They have Jordan Davis from last year. I mean, they're still going to have a great pass rush. Still a hell of a team. They're, um, they're stacked. They yeah, got they got the uh, they got the note the uh, Texas kid late Moro Ajomo. They they signed yeah. Contavious Street. Uh, you got you know the only thing Jordan Davis was a big marshmallow last year. He's huge uh, and everything, but we'll see. I'm with you. I got to yeah. you know I'm not. He played in the, he played in the Super Bowl and wasn't good, but I think I don't think he was 100. percent I mean he's just he's just one of these guys that he's so big so strong that you have to account for him and he, and he, and he's just going to help the linebackers because he's going to free up their, them to run and make plays. But I think the 49ers have a better defense on paper than the Eagles, but the Eagles have a better, I think a more proven offense. You got AJ Brown, you get Devonte Smith, you got Dallas Goddard, you got Hertz coming the off the best of, offensive line, the, the best O line. And, and you resign the whole thing. If anything, yeah. you bolstered it. You got yeah. younger and, uh, you got incredible deep yeah. weaponry. I mean, yeah, the, I, the Eagles are are it's the Niners and the Eagles in the NFC. I I, I know people like Detroit, and you're, we're going to talk Seattle. And it's the Niners and the Eagles oh, in the yeah. NFC. It, it reminds me a lot of Niners Cowboys. I I totally agree. Uh, and again, I think the big difference between them is linebacker and offensive line. Like the Niners are the team with the best linebackers. Every every team in the league should be looking at the linebackers, the Niners linebackers, and what they do and how they develop them, how they scout them, and copying them. Because the Niners are like cutting edge with that with that position, and it's an important position, um, especially in coverage. I feel like what Philly does on the offensive line is the best. They have a huge offensive line. Every single guy except for their center is at least six six two twenty three twenty five. They're freaking huge, and w- what you see with Jalen Hurts, I don't know how good he really is, but when does he ever have bodies around him in the pocket? Like, he really has clean pockets all the time. What if Brock Purdy was on that team? You had that stat about Brock Purdy from clean pockets. He's, like, perfect. So it's a very unique thing that they have going over that most teams can't replicate. They have a a great offensive line. I mean, football starts with your offensive line. and It does. Their offensive line's the best. And the only question is... How old, you know, how long is Kelsey going to be able to kick it before yep. he starts in and Lane Johnson? And will these guys be healthy late in the year? And, you know, they were this year. Will they be healthy next year? That's a that's a big question. But, yeah, I mean, they got they, they got depth of weapons. They've got, mm-hmm. you know, two number one receivers, A.J. Brown, mm-hmm. Devontae Smith. You can make the same claim with the Niners. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also I mean, they, they're loaded in the backfield. I mean, there's going to be three or four games next year. They're just going to run. They're just going to run it. They're not even going to really ask Hertz to make too many plays. Right. And Hertz, when you don't ask him to really do anything against most teams, I mean, look at the backs yeah. they have: Swift, Gainwell, Swift, Boston Gainwell. Scott, uh, Rashad yeah. Penny, yeah. Uh, Trey Sermon. Um, I mean, Trey they, Sermon. I mean, he's not going to make a bunch this of team. guys. They got, they but I mean, if, if they running. give ten, if they give ten carries to Hertz, ten carries to Swift, ten carries to Penny, I mean, keep them all fresh. They're so so explosive. Yeah, yeah. Gainwell, the Niners got to be on their might game. be their best back. I, I, like I really Gainwell. like Gainwell too. I like Gainwell a lot too. All right, we're gonna get to your super chats in a second, but I want to keep it rolling into the Seahawks. Seahawks undertook a complete teardown a couple of years ago, but they're kind of ahead of schedule because they've had two really good drafts in a row. So I'm gonna tell people who they lost this year and who they added, and I want to ask you if they've. Close the gap with the 49ers because we know they're not, they weren't as good as the Niners last year. Right. They lost Rashad Penny, Cody Barton, Marquise Goodwin, uh, Jonathan Abram, and Ryan Neal. Not any big losses. They no. added Devin Witherspoon, Draymond Jones, Derek Hall, Julian Love, Bobby Wagner. Let's say Jamal Adams is coming back. And they also added Jackson Smith and Jigba and Zach Charbonnet. It's a pretty good offseason. What do you think? Are they on the Niners' heels? 
No doubt. I mean, there's no doubt. It's amazing to me how good of a GM John Schneider is. Yeah. And we didn't even mention after the draft. They had a great run after the draft. Matt Landers, the receiver they signed from Arkansas, 6'5", and he runs 4'3". Um, wow. They added some young DBs, uh, Ty Okada, Lance Boykin, Christian Young, Arquan Bush. All those guys are pretty good players. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've built up their stuff. Really, It's interesting. They build their, their defense from the back forward. And they yes. put a lot of money in the secondary. And the yes, Niners kind of go up front and then yep. kind of just make do in the secondary. But, yeah, Witherspoon, I thought, was one of the best players in the entire draft. He's super physical. Now they've mm-hmm. got Witherspoon, Tariq Woolen, Kobe Bryant on the corner. Though That's a yep. nice trio of corners. Yep. Um, I still think their, their front's a little, uh, we'll see. I mean, it's suspect, yeah. It's Draymond Jones. It's uh, what, Jaron Reed. Reed, Jaron yeah. Reed. They got a bunch of interesting edge rushers, though. Daryl Taylor, yep. Derek Hall. Chenonosu. Chenonosu. Yeah, Nwosu, Alton Robinson. I mean, they've got Boye Mafe. They've got some guys. Yeah. Um, they're definitely, in my opinion, the second-best team. The Cardinals had a great draft, too, but I would say they're the second. They did. Seah- they Seahawks did. are the best team. Second best. By the way, Lewis Riddick said that Seahawks are the best team in the NFC on day one of the draft. Day two of the draft, he came out and said, the Seahawks are my favorite team in the NFC okay. West, but I mean that's not they you know, they went sub five they were what a five hundred team yeah. or sub five hundred team or yeah um, they were the nine and eight last three year. times they were nine and eight last year but the Eagles were nine and eight in twenty twenty one you can make large jumps and again Bat- Wagner's back Jamal Adams is back Zach Charbonnet and and Kenneth Walker is that's a really nice tandem Jackson Smith and Jigba as a number three wide receiver that's really nice. Um, they don't stop they the run, the, though. They don't stop they don't. the run. I mean, they don't. that's the one thing. They don't stop the run. And I'm looking at nope. their front going, okay, who did they add that's going to stop the run? Um, they got Robert Cooper from Florida State, um, Cam Young from Mississippi State, kind of big-body pluggers, but nothing nothing spectacular. They don't stop the run. That's a major problem for them. And the uh, offensive line has been injured. I mean, Damian Lewis went down last year. They did add Bradford, Anthony Bradford from LSU, mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. big hulking guard. Yep. And they, yep, yep, and yep. they added Olatimi. 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 He was the old out hey. winner. You know, he's pretty The Niners good. didn't find any offensive linemen they liked, but the Seahawks did find a couple guys that they like. Yeah. And, you know, they did take a – they got a starting right tackle in round three last year. Yeah. Who knew you could do that? They also got the starting. I like their. They, they got a very starting young tackles. They cross they, and cross Abraham and Lucas. Lucas. They have a good off a good young offensive line. Intriguing. Yeah, intriguing. No, seriously, and, yep. and yep. what's really intriguing is how quickly John John Schneider has done this. He's really done it in two drafts. They were a they were a tire yeah. fire two years ago, and suddenly they make the. You know what really helped them was that incredibly stupid George Payton. Uh, Russell Wilson trade. It it really, and people said they lost that trade, but it supercharged their oh, rebuild. No, no, no. It really supercharged their guys. rebuild. I mean, yeah. it's like it's almost like what um, Jimmy Johnson did thirty years ago. I mean, God, it just yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I to me, I, don't sleep on Seattle. Uh, Pete Carroll can work with young guys. It's a very young team, but they seem to if they've hit on all these draft picks that I think they've hit on. Um, they're coming for the 49ers, and they, they might beat the they might split with the Niners this year. I'm just saying that really my biggest question mark is Gino. Like, are you for real, or was that like a one off year? And are you going to come back down to earth? Because if he's for real, and if he's going to compete, keep completing 70 percent of his throws and hitting deep throws, damn dude, this team is stacked. He might this 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 is a this is a playoff team for sure. It might be a double digit uh, win team. All I'll say, though, is this. I was worried on day one of the draft that Anthony Richardson was going to fall to them because Gino, I like Gino, but, I mean, I don't think Gino's the future. And who? Do they, what do they got, Drew Locke? And, you know, uh, yeah. uh, they did yeah, draft a lefty quarterback from East Carolina named Holton Ehlers, who's kind of a, a little underrated for sure. And I'm okay. eager to see okay. what he looks like. I've never heard of him. Time. All right. Never heard of him. But good to know. So lefty, I don't think the, I don't, I don't think the Seahawks are better. Left, kind of a fat lefty. He's kind of fat, but not bad. Okay, interesting. So he's like the hefty lefty. He's yeah, like Jared he's Lorenzen. Like a hefty lefty. I don't think the Seahawks are better than the Niners because, in no, terms not. of the matchup, like Geno kind of plays into the Niners' hand. I feel like Geno was a little deer in the headlights against the Niners last year. He played well against other teams, but he just checked down so much against the Niners. Didn't move very much. 
finally in the playoffs, he he started uncorking it loose a little bit and it worked. He needs to be a whole lot more aggressive against the Niners to beat them. And I don't know if that's his game. Like, I haven't watched that much of Geno. He seems a little conservative. I don't know. I don't know. People said he's this, like, amazing deep thrower. But he didn't really do it against the Niners. I'm great, not, great defense, I'm not, though. I don't know if I believe in their front seven right now. I mean, it, yeah. this is their front seven. Draymond Jones, nice, big body, free agent, came over from Denver. Yeah. Monet was the big, the big run stuffer. But he's just totally... I mean, totally immovable. He got knocked out of the game against the Niners. Uh, Jaron Reed is a run stuffer, no pass rush at all. Um, and then they just all these edge guys, Daryl Taylor. I mean, these guys have nobody's really stepped up and was like, yeah, who's setting awesome. the edge? Yeah. I mean, Nwusu's a terrific player, but Wagner's old. Um, Jordan Brooks coming off an injury. I like I like their remade secondary, but their front seven is just kind of eh. Yeah, it's true. As opposed to the Niners' front seven, which is. Freaking very strong, really serious. But, yeah, you know the secondary can be kind of question mark. Austin Rodriguez says Eagles lost Hargrave, but instead reunited that Georgia D line with Nolan Smith and Carter, who was a steal at that talent wise with Cox and Reddick as mentors. I yeah, I think it's interesting how the Eagles just only draft Georgia players, or their thing is let's Georgia's the best college team. Let's reunite it. I mean, is that does that work in the NFL? That's interesting to me. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I it, it's all about finding the best talent. And the best talent in college football at a huge, uh, you know, it's a huge, uh, you know, difference between the best talents. Almost all the five stars wind up at LSU, Georgia. Alabama, yeah. Georgia, Ohio State, Ohio State, maybe yeah. Florida, maybe an A&M. Yeah. There's like five or six schools. They're yeah. all there. And yeah. now we're it's to such a degree, Grant, that a guy like Beal didn't even have had zero impact at Georgia. He's just like another guy. But he's still getting drafted, and there's still NFL teams dreaming that dream. So you know what? I mean, it's like some of the biggest sleepers you find in these drafts in the last few years are guys who were just ordinary at these powerhouse schools. How well do these schools pay their athletes? I mean, why would you? It's amazing. <laughs> why, why, why would you go to a school where you're not going to play, where everyone's a five-star athlete, and then not even transfer? Like, they're really paying you that well? <laughs> You know what's the biggest disparity there is in, in football is the difference between an NFL coach's reaction at the presser when he loses a key guy as opposed to Kirby Smart when he loses a key guy. If Kyle loses a key guy, it's like death in the family. It's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Kirby loses a, a key guy, and it's like, yeah, 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 he's down. We got another guy. Oh. And we got a, That guy goes down, we got another guy. And that guy yeah, goes down, we got another truth. guy. It's truth, yeah. We, 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 Batman lives seven 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 says you talking uh, you taking D Lombardi to pig and pickle after the show. You two taking D Lombardi? No. Is there? Did you say there's a pig in the uh, pig in the pickle at the Emeryville? Yeah, inside uh, the Emeryville oh, wow. public marketplace. There, I gotta check that out. Yeah, I haven't great. been there. Oh, I love. I've been going to the Emeryville public market since I was like a child. They they kind of remade it, but oh, there used nice. to be. It's so nice. You, there it's used to be like an arcade there. there. Oh, really? I didn't oh, know that. Yeah, there was well, an arcade a back in the nineties. There now, I mean, there's you know all kinds of, but nothing as good as pig in a pickle. I mean, there was there was a ballroom there, and I was in those. I was in there playing with the ball. Like that's you had to be like three years old to go play there, and I was absolutely there used to be a a uh, remember there was a, um, a batting cage there, triple play. Nice over next to the yeah, oh, man, Emeryville man. A lot of time, a lot of good I times. Can, I can see Lowell. Look at, okay, keep your eye on it. Keep keep your, your head down. It. Keep, keep your head oh, down. Oh, Ball <laughs> swing through. Grant, keep Grant, that, keep that back me. shoulder. Don't I was move a bad, your back leg. <laughs> he was a terrible hitting coach, and I was a terrible hitter. But when I was 15, he uh, hooked me up with Shooty Babbitt because, you know, Shooty, like, he's, yes. friend, yeah, he's friends with, with some of the media guys. So Shooty taught me to hit when I was 15, and by the time I was 17, I could actually drive the ball from left center to right center. Like, I never had real power, but Shooty taught me how to actually drive the ball. Shout out Shooty Babbitt. There you go. Mac Babbitt. Yeah. Better known. He was shooting. a really good. I remember, I'll never forget the first hitting lesson he ever gave me. I was 15. He's like, all right, show me your stance. And I gave my, uh, I tried to line up like Alex Rodriguez because he was my favorite player. Right. And so I had like my, I had like my, my, my foot up and all this shit. He's like, why are you doing any of that? Why are you doing that? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know because Alex Rodriguez does it. And he's like, he's the best athlete in the world. You're not. Why don't you just simplify it? And he had me basically hitting like Ricky where you get real low. And you kind of get spread out, and uh, yeah, it was a lot better. It was a lot better for me. Yeah, so thank you, Shooty. He's Shooty's good. The, Shooty's the man. Shooty's Been the a man. good friend Shooty's for a long time. 
Absolutely. Is he, is he still a scout for the Mets? I believe. Yeah. 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 Uh, is it Mets? He might have left the Mets and gone to the yeah. A's. He might oh. be with the A's. Shout out Shooty Babbitt. Haven't talked Shooty to him in a minute. Babbitt. Anyway. Good man. I'm done. What are you doing the rest of the day? Um, more live streams. I think I may do something on the draft later on today. Do, doing a lot of draft videos on the Niner players, undrafted guys, and just, you know, a lot of content. Check out the Krug Show on YouTube. It's been a great month. We Oh, we got to uh, 17,000 last night. We got to the 17,000 uh, nice. plateau. And we're 20,000 around the corner. Hoping to get to 20,000 before camp. It's going to be a challenge. But, uh, nice. yeah, having a lot of fun, man. And thanks to you for for showing me the way and helping me out. I really appreciate you. Oh, you got your you're way on your own now. You, you've taken it. You've gone far. Very proud of you. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe to Larry and watch him the rest of the day. Uh, I'm out. I'm going to the gym. I'm going to take a sauna. It's going to be nice. Powerlifting? You're going to get in there? Powerlifting. Do you have a weight I'll, belt? Uh, uh, no, I don't have a weight Do belt. Do you have wrist straps? Nah. No, I don't. I'm too. Old. I don't want to hurt myself. I won't go above my body weight on uh, bench or squats. Like, what do I have to prove? No, they, seriously, nothing. Uh, do you I'll go bench dry, my body weight? Do you go dry heat or steam? They dry have a sauna, a sauna at the YMCA. I, I'm at the YMCA. I I gotta upgrade my my game, but I like the YMCA in which, Oakland. Which Shout YMCA? out to anyone to go Oakland, Oakland downtown Oakland. Okay. I used to work this at the a, YMCA. Where work there? Stonestown YMCA. Oh, nice. YMCA is a lot of fun. It's for everybody. Yeah. It's a good oh, yeah. time. Yeah. Swimming absolutely. lessons. That was, yeah. that, was my, that was my first frustrating thing, trying to get mothers to uh, sign up for swimming lessons. My son was a guppy, and it says here he's a minnow. Oh, my God. My just, wife grew up in Fiji, so she didn't have swimming lessons as a kid, and she can't swim. And she's, it's hard to get swimming lessons when you're an adult. And she's tried to have yeah. them. It's usually like a, like a 16-year-old girl who like doesn't want to get it. So it's been tough. She can't. She can only stay in the. She has to stay in the shallow end. I have to get her floaties. I'm sorry. She, she better not watch this. Don't tell my wife I told people that. <laughs> Don't tell my wife I told people that she can't swim. It's not her oh, fault. She, she grew up in Fiji. Nobody watches these shows. Are you kidding? Me? <laughs> nobody. Nobody. nobody Babe, I love you. All right. Uh, go watch Larry. I'll see you guys later. Take care. Peace.